This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. Welcome back. Today is Thursday. And our share on Thursday is a share in Sefer Mishlei. We're given by Rav Shlomo Dov Rosen. Welcome back to our shiurim on Mishlei. In this shiur we shall be studying the first two-thirds of the fourth chapter. It is a long poem, and the poem relates to the idea of the strengthening of the personality through the studying of Musar and Chochmah. How Musar and Chochmah strengthen our personality, develop us, and make us more able to be involved in the world, and to advance, and to become strengthened and enlightened. However, before we begin this poem, there are a few things we must, must mention that relate to the previous poem, the second half of chapter, Gimel, chapter 3, which we studied last week. After recording, I realized that a major weakness in how we treated the uh, second half of chapter 3 is that we didn't put any serious effort into trying to explain the relationship between bitachon in Hashem, trust in God, and the particular moral concepts and ideas that are developed in the center part of that poem. There seems to be a deep philosophical connection, and I would like to begin this shiur with working back over that, uh, over the center part of that poem, and try to uh, trace particular connections between the concept of bitachon in Hashem, which is developed in the first part of the poem, and the particular moral ideas which we are taught in the middle part of that poem. In the center part, we have the following phrases. Do not withhold from somebody what is their due, because you have the obligation to help them, when you are able to help them. Do not say to your friend, go back and go and come back, and tomorrow I'll give you, when you're able to help him today. Both of these ideas relate to the fact that you are obligated to help because you're able to help now. And that obligation means that this actually belongs to the other. It is their due because you are fully obligated to help. You can't put things off when it comes to morality. The next two Do not plan against your friend evil when he is sitting dependent upon you. Most literally, with trust in you. Do not fight with somebody unnecessarily if he has not already hurt you. And we notice here also the moral idea is related very closely to the idea that as long as somebody is dependent on you, as long as somebody doesn't expect you to hurt them, you have to be very careful even if you think that you have the right to fight with them, not to break that trust. You must be very straightforward and straight out with people, honest in the world. If people trust you, do not break that trust. And if people don't assume that you've got a problem with them, you have to deal with it first, you have to be open about things. Don't try to go underhand. Now, both of these moral concepts that we've just discussed are deeply related to the idea of bitachon in Hashem and trust in God. And earlier we saw, at the beginning of the poem, 
if you I relate back to last week, how Hakadosh Baruch created the world with wisdom, and there's that wisdom that you're supposed to take out of the world, and that's connected to going with trust, with security. You will then go with security, with trust. That's to say, when you are able to take that wisdom out of the world, you develop this trust in God. And that trust in God means that, firstly, you do not fear. You will not fear. That's the first owl. It's not a moral law. The first owl is, do not. Do not fear. You will not fear. You will not fear because you have that relationship with God, and you have that trust in God. And that comes from wisdom and from understanding the world. However, that trust in God that you have attained actually isn't only something which will strengthen you, but will also strengthen your morality and your relationships with others. Because you are sure, because you have security, because you are not terrified and worried all the time, because you have that trust in God that comes from wisdom, therefore you will not withhold from somebody that which is their due, that which in a way that you can help them. You will not push them off until tomorrow. You will give immediately today because you're not trying to play underhand, trying to play round the system. You're not concerned what might befall you because you have trust in God and you're living with security. Same also, you will not undermine somebody who has trust on you, even if you think you have the right to plan against them evil. You will not fight with somebody if they haven't already hurt you because you're not concerned about people's fighting and undermining you. You don't have to play underhand. Everything is very above board. Everything is very fair because you have trust in God and you know that you can go with a straight pa- in a straight path and your foot will not stumble. Now there's actually a deep connection between this poem and the one we would like to study today, but that's a particular point that I didn't develop last week, and I think is an important one on the poem that we have read. It's not just talking about having trust in God and feeling security because of the wisdom you see of the world and the way you incorporate that into your being. That's the first part. And in then saying there are very, several moral laws about how not to be corrupt, but rather that argument about not living a corrupt life and how to live in a moral and honest and straightforward way are deeply connected to the ideas of bitachon in Hashem, of trust in God that come from looking at the world and understanding the world around us. When you understand how the world functions, you should develop this sense of trust in God and of closeness to God. And that trust in God makes you not corrupt in the most explicit way. You will not be corrupt about your dealings with others. You will not be underhand. You will not be roundabout and try to undermine people without them knowing that you have a problem with them because you're able to be much more honest and straightforward because you have a sense of trust in God and a sense of feeling that that's how the way the world functions in a healthy and moral manner now at this stage I think we should move into today's poem which is the first two thirds of the fourth chapter and there is some connection between these two but now we start new ground Okay. Shimu vanim musarav vakshivu ladaat bina. Listen, children, to your father's teachings. Listen carefully to the knowledge of understanding. Ki lekach tov natati lachem torati al ta'azovu. For the Torah is good, and do not forsake it. 
כיוון הייתי לאבי רך ויחיד לפני אמי. I myself was a child to my own father. I was tender and singular for my mother. ויורני ויאמר לי, יתמוך דברי ליבך, שמור מצוותי וחיה. And he taught me, and he said to me, let my words strengthen your hearts. Keep my mitzvot, and you shall live. כנה חוכמה, כנה בינה. אל תשכח, ואל תת מאמרפי. Acquire wisdom, acquire understanding. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Al ta'azveha v'tishmerecha, e'haveha v'titzreka. Do not leave it and it shall guard you. Take care of you. Love it and it shall guard you closely. Rishit chokma k'nei chokma, v'chol k'niyancha k'nei vina. The first rule of wisdom is to study wisdom, but in everything you acquire, or through everything you acquire, acquire understanding. Sarseleha utachomemeka, techabedcha ki techabkena. Raise it up in honor, and it shall raise you up. Or it shall honor you when you hug it, when you embrace it. Titein leroshcha liviat chen, ateret tiferet temagneka. It shall give your head an ornament of grace. And the crown, it shall give over to you. Shema b'niv v'kach amarai v'yirbu l'cha shnot chayim. Listen, my son, and take my words, and they shall give you, they shall multiply for you years of life. P'deh chokma horeiticha, hidrachticha b'ma'ag le'yosher. I have guided you upon the ways of wisdom. I have led you upon the ways of justice. B'lechtecha lo yitzar tzadecha, v'im tarutz lo tikashel. When you walk... Your ways shall not be narrowed. Your steps shall not narrow. And if you run, you shall not stumble. Hold on to, grasp on to, musar, on to guidance. Do not let go. Guard it. It is your life. Do not go. Do not walk in the way of the wicked. Turn away and pass beyond it. For they shall not be able to sleep if they do not do bad. Because both the bread and their wine is corrupt. V'orach reshaim tzadikim, v'orach tzadikim k'or noga, holech v'or ad nechon hayom. The ways of the righteous are like a bright light getting stronger to the middle day. Derech reshaim ka'afila, lo yadu b'mei kashelu. The ways of the wicked are like deep darkness. They do not know in what they stumble. Now, this poem moves in a few different directions, and the most fascinating part seems to be the beginning. It relates to the life of the speaker himself. And this is very rare in Tanakh, that the speaker, the narrator, talks about his own life experience. If we understand this to be particularly Shlomo talking about his own life, that's very interesting in relationship to Dorit HaMelech. However, it can be understood in a more general sense. שמעו בנים מוסר אב, והקשיבו לדעת בינה, 
Listen, children, to the admonishing, to the guidance of a father, of any father. And listen carefully. Shimu is to listen, but Hakshivu is to listen carefully. Ladaat Bina. To the knowledge of understanding. Now, Bina is different to Musar. And we will note that Chazal connects the concept of Bina to women. Bina Yitera Nitna Benashim, it says in Breshit Rabbah. The first in Breshit. The idea that understanding is something perhaps more worldly, perhaps more associative, connected more to women, as opposed to Musar being connected to men, whether or not you think it's always correct, it certainly does fit by what we have already seen, that often the first half relates to the father and the second half to the mother. Indeed, from the third pasuk, that will be the impression that we get. Because if we carry on, we see, Ki natati lachem, torati al For a good teaching, lekach is something that you take. I have given to you my Torah, my teaching in how to go about your life. Alta Azovu, do not forsake it. Again, this seems to relate to the mother as we have seen before, and it will all be clear in the third pasuk, Ki la'avi, for I was a son to my father, Rach imi, before my mother. And so, it's quite possible that the full first three psukim that we have here divide between the father in the first half and the mother in the second half. And that is why Shim'u v'ani Musa'av of the first pasuk relates to the father, v'akshivu l'adat bina relates to the mother. And as we saw in the first chapter, in the eighth pasuk, Shema b'ni Musa'avicha Altitosh Torah Imecha is now developed into three Psukim. Altitosh, do not forsake the Torah of the mother. That is in the second half, the second Pasuk we just read. Torati Alta Azovu. And if you look, for those who have the text pads in front of you, if you look over the first the first halves of the first three Psukim and you compare them, they seem all to relate to the father and his teachings, and the second half of all three Psukim to the mother. And what is the difference between these two halves? In the first we talk about the Musar, the admonishing, the guidance of the father. And with the mother, as we have seen before, it's connected to Torah, to its general guidance in life, and to Bina, to a deeper understanding. Let's start again. Here, listen to what your father teaches you, admonishes, guides you. Vakshivu, but listen carefully to the knowledge that comes out of Bina, perhaps related to the mother. The practical knowledge that comes out of the understanding of life, the deeper understanding. And the concept of Bina and its relationship to Chochmah is going to be very central later on in the poem, especially in Pasuk Zayn. Ki lekach tov natati lachem. Because I have given you a good lekach. Lekach is something you acquire that relates to the Musa, something that you acquire from your knowledge. You acquire it from your father. Never forsake that teaching of the mother as we have seen in the first chapter. What is this turning upon the life of the author? The narrator talks about his own experiences. He opened the poem with two psukim saying, you must listen to the father generally, the father figure. 
You must take the teachings of your mother and never leave them. They are connected to deep understanding about the world. And in the third Pasuk, he talks about his own experience. Do not think I'm telling you to take the admonishing of your father and the teachings of your mother just as a general rule, something which is hard to appreciate, hard to understand, that you don't understand how it strengthens, how it develops you. I'll tell you something of my own experiences. I myself was the son to my own father. Perhaps I was his only son, or the son that he was trying to develop particularly. I also once was tender, and the unique one before my mother, a little child. I also was in your situation. And he guided me, he taught me, and he said to me the following, Let my words strengthen your heart. That is to say that Musar and Chochmah are not just supposed to teach you and guide you, they're supposed to strengthen your heart. Shemor mitzvotai. God, keep my commands. And you shall live. You shall live through keeping them. Later on, in towards the end of the fifth chapter, okay, we have a pasuk that reads the following: Avonotav et harasha. The wicked is entrapped with his own sins. In most literal sense, it means, and with the ropes of his sin. He is held up. He is strengthened. That is to say that the way you live in life is what strengthens you. And obviously it's very precarious to be strengthened by sin. It makes much more sense to be held up and strengthened through maturity and wisdom. And so the reason why you should take the Musar of the Father generally, is because you have to understand that your father himself was somebody who received that Musar when he was younger and it strengthened him. It developed him. And the reason why you must take the teachings of the mother is because once upon a time, your mother was also somebody tender before her own mother. And she was also being taught in the same manner. You have to understand that this is what developed your parents to be the people that they are today. And this teaching is what will te- develop you and mature you and strengthen you and give you life. Now, Pasuk Hei. Kenei chokma kenei vina al tishkach valteit me'im refi. Acquire wisdom and acquire understanding. Something about the acquiring of the understanding we should get in the two Pasukim later. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. One easy explanation of this pasuk is simply to say that you shall acquire wisdom it's very important to acquire wisdom and acquire understanding and not to forget it and to not turn away from what you have been taught all as one idea however this can be understood also slightly differently acquire wisdom acquire understanding, go out into the world, learn. And Rabbein Yone explains like this, but all that wisdom and all that understanding, don't let it ever take away from you what's so important. Al Tishkach, 
Do not forget what I am teaching you. Never turn away from what I am teaching you. The father and the mother say. Never turn away from the basics of Musar. The basics of morality. Never think that all the wisdom you can acquire can take the place of that Musar. That morality. That admonishing. That teaching. That guidance. That you will never be able to let anything take its place. For the simple reason that all the wisdom of the world will never be able to give you that development of maturity that has to hold you up and give you life. It has to be combined. Do not forsake it and it shall guide you. Shall guard you, I'm sorry. What is the difference between the first half and the second half of this pasuk? The second half says, not just do not forsake it, but love it. And it shall guard you closely. Titzreka is stronger than Tishmereka. And what does this mean? Presumably quite simply, that whatever relationship you develop with wisdom, it returns that relationship and lives up to it with you. If you just do not forsake it, it will still guard you. However, if you love it, if you develop a relationship of care, of interest with it, it will guard you closely. We'll come back to this in Tupsukim. But first we have Pasuk Zayn. And note the idea that we saw several weeks ago in Rav Sadiagon, that often Pasukim interchange. That's to say there's a relationship between one pasuk and two pasukim later, and the middle pasuk relates to the one at the end, you have here that hay and zayin seem to be connected, and vav and chet seem to be connected. Let's carry on. Now zayin. This relates back perhaps to pasuk hay. Pasuk hay was kenei chokmah, kenei vinal, tishkach valtek neim refi, and pasuk zayin is rishit chokmah, kenei chokmah, uvuchol kinyancha, kenei vina. This is a funny one. Let's see if we can analyze it a bit. The first stage, Reshit Chochmah, is Kenei Chochmah. The first stage of wisdom is to acquire wisdom. That's quite natural. The first stage of wisdom is to acquire the wisdom. Now this can be read in two opposite ways. Either, and in everything you acquire, acquire understanding, that is to say, for everything you acquire, acquire understanding. I'm sorry, for acquiring understanding you have to acquire everything else. I'm sorry. And with all your kinyani, with all the things you acquire, with all the forms of wisdom you acquire, you will acquire wisdom. In order to get Bina, you have to acquire all forms of wisdom. And then, according to that reading, and this is the Raul Bag, the second half of the Pasuk is the development of the first. The first half of the Pasuk says, that the first stage of wisdom is to acquire wisdom. Wisdom, it's like knowledge. You have to acquire forms of wisdom. You have to go out and study. You have to go and acquire different things. But, in order to acquire understanding, a deeper understanding, for that, you must acquire many forms of wisdom and perhaps other things in the world, perhaps life experience. There are many things you must acquire in order to get to understanding. Understanding is something which is developed of many other things, like, for example, different forms of wisdom. 
overhauling and hand with everything you acquire Kenevina. Through all that you should be able to acquire understanding. I'd like to suggest another reading. The first stage of wisdom is to acquire wisdom itself. But that, of course, is only the first stage of wisdom. That's maybe the stage of knowledge. Or the whole kinyancha kenei bina. And in everything you acquire, go out there, stage by stage, and acquire a form of bina. That is to say, that in every form of chokhmah that is out there, there is an equivalent or a developed form which is called bina. You have to first acquire the Chochmah, and then in each stage go deeper and acquire the Bina. This perhaps is what Rabbi Yonah is trying to say here on the Pesach, for those who take a look. The idea of going deeper, delving deeper into wisdom, after you've acquired its basic form. That is the relationship between knowledge and the deeper forms of understanding. That first you acquire the knowledge, and then you go over each form of knowledge. And you go deeper and acquire an understanding of it. And now, Pasuk Chet, relating back perhaps to Pasuk Rav, The Salsel seems to be to raise up with honor. Raise it up with honor, and it shall raise you up. Whatever you do, it shall do to you, as we said before in Pasuk Rav. Don't leave it, and it shall guard you. However, it shall actually honor you, which is more than raise you up. When you Embrace it when you hug it. And this is clearly parallel to what took him earlier. Love it and it shall guard you closely. The relationship that you build with knowledge, with Musa, with these moral laws, is that which defines what it will give you back. If you Raise it, it will raise you. If you embrace it, it will honor you. If you love it, it will guard you. Whatever you choose to do, on every stage and every, on every level, there is an equivalent form of how it responds back to you. You dictate the relationship with wisdom. And now the second half of this poem, which we shall do quite fast. Listen, my son, take my words, and years of life will be added to you, which is a complete continuation of what we've already seen. Through the study of Chochmah and Musar, your life is strengthened. It's not admonishing in the sense of pushing you down, but in the sense of building you up and developing you. And it will add years of life to you. I have directed you to teach and direct I have directed you along the ways of Chochmah I have led you in the ways of justice these are two stages we are going deeper the first is to direct the second is to lead and this is developed also into the next Pasuk sorry when you walk, when you go along the way, your paces, your steps, will not be narrowed. In other words, when you have a good and mature way of going about your life, with Chochmah and Musar in a spiritual and moral way, your ways are never narrowed, are never restricted. You're able to walk sure of yourself. You're able to walk with your whole breadth 
and do everything that you need to do in life. Everything should be for the honor of God in a healthy and good way. And if you run, sometimes it's necessary to run, sometimes it's necessary to walk carefully. But when you do run, when it is necessary, you shall not stumble. This is very simple. It's similar to what we saw before. That's of Gimel, of Per Gimel. In other words, when you have a way of wisdom, then you don't stumble. You're possibilities are widened for going with security but actually also running and you will not stumble hold on to guidance do not let go of it guard it because it's your life as we've said it's that which gives you life it's that which strengthens your life all the wisdom of the world will never be able to take its place that which gives you that is which gives you the possibility of striding of walking your steps not narrowed but widened broad strong and even if you run you'll never trip because you're being held you're being guarded do not go in the ways of the wicked or step along the paths of people who are bad get away from it just pass beyond push to the side and pass beyond because they can't sleep when they don't do bad. It's something deep in their personality. Just as with you, wisdom and moral guidance should be a part of the basic way you, you walk. It should be part of something which is that as we have seen before. That wisdom is pleasant to you. Pleasant to your soul. So also you must know that with people who are wicked, they are not able to sleep or relax if they don't do bad. And the second half is always a developed version. Like before we had in Pasuk If they don't cause someone to stumble. Because their bread is the bread of wickedness. And they drink the wine of corruption. This, of course, might be just the way they get the bread. That's how they earn their living. But it's something perhaps slightly different. Slightly beyond. Lechem is the bread, is the sustenance. And Yain is that which gives them their vigor, their strength. And in all cases, it is the way of corruptness. And with the last two Pesukim, we get the comparison between the ways of the righteous and the ways of the evil. Parable is very central to the whole thesis of this poem and relates back also, perhaps, to the beginning. The ways of the righteous, again, I'm sorry, is like a bright light getting stronger, its light gets stronger until the day, until midday, until the day is set. The light of the righteous gets strengthened all the time. It becomes stronger all the time until midday. Because it's something which develops a person. It's enlightenment. And enlightenment in the way the Torah presents it is morality, is wisdom, is understanding and that you can't serve God without under- that understanding and that depth of analysis in understanding yourself and in controlling yourself and developing yourself.
That's what enlightenment is. Enlightenment is the ways of the righteous. And the ways of the wicked, for Mishlei, which is very rational, the ways of the wicked are darkness. And the problem with darkness is not only that you can fall, it's that even when you fall you didn't even know what you were falling on. As the Messiah Yishraim develops based on this idea, the way of the evil is like darkness. They don't even know what they stumble on. The idea of Chochmah and Musar is to prepare somebody for a developed and mature life. When the person goes throughout that life, with an understanding of the issues, being able to see what's before them, being able to analyze things in advance, to be secure in the ways they walk, to always look for what's right in the way of God. The way of the wicked, however, is like darkness. It's not just that it's corrupt. It's not even aware of what the issues are. For Mishnah, which is a very rational book, Everything is about being aware, understanding reality, understanding what you have before you, being able to understand, being able to conceptualize, being able to look at something clearly and analyze it and see the ways of wisdom and be able to control yourself through Musar and be able to go with security and know that even if you run you will not trip. Because the ways of Tzadikim are not darkness where you don't know what the issues are. They know what the issues are. And therefore they go with security, with the security in God. Bitachon in Hashem. Olech va'or. The light getting stronger all the time. Ad until midday. Shabbat Shalom.